0: Hello, everyone. Here we go. Let's dig into the final podcast of the week. And I got two little nuggets I found since we chatted last. How about this? I just tweeted this out. At WilliamsonNFL is my Twitter. Please follow. Kenny Pickett's 98.5 passer rating when pressured is fourth best among quarterbacks. But his 66.7 passer rating when not pressured is by far the worst among quarterbacks. Without just saying, oh, that's all Matt Canada's fault, which everyone loves to do, and hey, I get it. Um, Why is that? I do think he is very good out of structure all in all. You know, when things break down, I think he's creative and all that and pressured. I also think he invites too much pressure at this stage of his career by not hanging in the pocket. But this isn't a pocket or not pocket thing. This is handling people in his face, and I think he's very, very elusive and not easy to sack. That helps, that buys him time more than maybe the average quarterback. But I can definitely understand, well, maybe I can't, why so poor when not pressured? Like, is that, I'm sure some of you are like, because Matt Canada stinks and every play he draws up doesn't work. Uh, Maybe, (laughs) I mean, that seems a little extreme, but You would – he also played two tough defenses, but you would think those two tough defenses account for a lot of the time when pressured. So, I don't know. I just wanted to throw that out there. I just saw that a couple minutes ago. I had to throw it out there. Um, We're going to get to Steelers' defense in a minute, but if they win this game, they have a 55% chance to go to the playoffs. I mean, take that with a grain of salt. But if you lose this game, it's all the way down to 36%. You can see why. I mean, it's a game you're expected to win against an AFC opponent. It should have a big swing. It doesn't mean that that's, you know, set in stone. Don't get me wrong. All right. Let's talk about when Houston has a ball. Houston's offense averages 4.9 yards per play. Steelers defense gives up 5.4 yards per snap. Here's my nerdiest part and hardest thing to stick with, but hang with me. Texans are in 11 personnel, 65% of the snaps, 21 personnel, 14% of the snaps, 12 personnel, also 14% of the snaps, play a lot of fullback. I mean, again, your second highest personnel grouping is 21 with a back and a fullback. And in 22, also with a fullback, 5.2% of the snaps. So they don't diversify much, but there's a lot of fullback action here. Defense: The Steelers' defense has faced 11 personnel, just 52% of their snaps, 21 personnel, 18, 12 personnel, 11. I won't get into the real small ones here. The Steelers have been in their nickel package with five defensive backs on the field for 40% of their snaps. Only two defenses use it a lower percentage. Probably won't change because Houston plays a lot of fullback. Niners played a lot of fullback. So, you know, keep note of that. They have not been in – they've not faced 11 personnel a lot this year compared to most teams. All right, now we'll get into some of the other not-so-personnel-grouping-based things. Only one offense in the league is using shifts in motion at a lesser rate than Houston – I assume that's because it's a rookie quarterback and don't want to put too much on his plate, but he sure seems to digest it well. The Texans have scored 50 points from their offense over the past two games. That is the most for this franchise over successive games since week 15 and 16 of 2021. It's been rough sledding for this team, to say the least. Houston's offense averaged 6.5 yards per play last week but they still only possessed the football for just under 28 minutes. I'm sure you've heard a lot of CJ Stroud stuff and I am a big fan now, but I also will tell you this will be his toughest test without question as a pro, but here's all the stuff. And you've probably heard some of it. He has 903 passing yards over his first three starts and is only the third player in NFL history to accomplish that along with Cam Newton and Justin Herbert. He's currently fifth among all quarterbacks in passing yards per game and second in dropbacks, having to drop back 140 times already t- Already this season. He's thrown the ball a lot. Stroud has 121 straight passes without an interception and is the first rookie quarterback in NFL history with at least 110 attempts and zero interceptions. Stroud's 7.5 yards per attempt is eighth best in the league. That's as impressive as anything we've said so far, especially behind his protection. Stroud is also completing 76.2 of his passes on third down. That's awesome. That's second best in the whole league. And they're often in third and long. League average is 62%. He's at 76. The Steelers allow just a 58 completion rate, though, on third down. So they're a, a better than league average. Houston's collective yards per reception is higher than all but five teams. The Steelers defense is ninth worst in this metric. Yards per reception. All right, let's talk about their three receivers here. Nico Collins was targeted 20 times in the first two weeks, catching 13 passes for 226 yards. Last week, Collins was targeted just three times, catching two of them for 34 yards. His target share has decreased each week. I'm not the slightest bit worried about him. I think he's a really good up-and-coming player. Robert Woods caught six passes in each of the past the first two games of season, but just three for twenty-four or three for four or three for thirty-four against Jacksonville. So Tank Dell, who we're about to talk about, is a big reason that these two have decreased in volume because he ran a route on just forty-eight percent of Houston's dropbacks in Week One. Remember, he's a rookie, but that percentage went all the way up to eighty-five percent in Week Two. He was targeted 10 times in that game, but it was week three when Dell really blew up, catching five passes for 145 yards, including a 68-yard touchdown. Dell led the Texans in targets for the second straight week. Also, Dell's 30% 20-plus-yard receiving play rate rates second among all qualified wide receivers. So, 30% of his catches have gone for 20 or more yards. Pretty darn good. Against all NFL receivers – Dell is 15th in yards per route run, and Collins is 20th. The Texans are the only team in the NFL with two receivers with 250 plus yards. It's pretty good. Of a possible 56 snaps last week, Woods played 43, Collins played 37, Dell played 34, and John Mechie was on the field for 14 plays. But Mechie basically came in late in the game for Dell when it was out of of reach, really. Over the past two weeks, Woods has led the team with 74 routes run and has an 85% route participation that leads the team as well. Dell has 69 routes run, Collins has 62 over the past two weeks. In terms of total EPA, Collins was best in week two amongst all NFL wide receivers in week two. And Dell was second best in week three behind only Keenan Allen. It's group's pretty good. And it worries me. Last week, Devontae Adams was targeted 19 times. He caught 13 of those for 172 yards and two touchdowns. He had a 45% target share on Sunday night, as you saw. Okay. Only three tight ends have run more routes than Dalton Schultz through the first three weeks of the season. But Schultz had just one catch in week three and has been targeted only 13 times all year. He has under a 10% target rate now for two straight games. So he's just running around out there and no one's throwing the ball. Just seven defenses are giving up a better completion percentage than the Steelers for the season. Let's do uh the break. Let's do a quick break here. We'll come back here with the rest of this. These nuggets, lots of them. All right, back to the Steelers pass defense. They've allowed a league-high 27 receptions of 10 or more yards, 10 or more air yards downfield, targets to downfield 10 more, 10 yards or more. The Steelers have faced the most air yards in the league by receivers aligned outside the numbers. So teams are testing the Steelers' corners on the edges and deep. But the Texans' deep throw percentage of pass attempts of 20 more yards. Of 6.6 is second lowest in the NFL behind only Washington. They can't protect long enough to go deep. Here we go with that. Stroud was sacked 11 times for two games, but the Jaguars didn't get to him once last week. Still, only the Commanders and Titans have more lost yardage this season from sacks than Houston has. The Steelers' defense has gained 73 yards from sacks. That's fifth most. Just five defenses are blitzing at a lower percentage than Pittsburgh this season. Yet the Steelers' 13 sacks leads the league. Gotta love that. TJ Watt leads the NFL in quarterback takedowns with 12, six sacks, six quarterback hits. That equals 12. No one else in the league has more than nine. As a team, Houston is rushing for just 2.8 yards per attempt. Only eight of the Texans' 57 first downs this year have come via the run. They run the ball really poorly. Through the first two weeks of the year, Damian Pierce, a back that I like, had just 82 yards from scrimmage on 30 touches. Last week wasn't much different. He ran the ball 14 times for just 31 yards, but at least he caught three passes for 28 yards. Devin Singletary only ran the ball twice over the first three quarters of play last week, and six of his carries came in the final seven minutes when the game, when Houston had at least a seven point, point lead. So it's really Pierce's backfield. Still, Houston averages 3.3 yards per rush attempt. And for the season, Pierce averages only 0.15 yards before he's contacted. Barely gets past the line of scrimmage before first contact. Unreal. Pierce ran 12 routes last week compared to 12 for, or 13 for signatory and six in snap counts were 30 to 22 in Pierce's favor. But again, they were playing with a big lead Pittsburgh's defense surrendered 386 rushing yards in their first two games, but only 69 in Las Vegas with a long run of just 10 yards. Houston averages the second lowest rushing yards per carry, but the Steelers defense ranks 29th in this category. So you may have seen Andrew Beck. He is the one that returned the kick for the touchdown, really goofy play. He's their fullback. He was on the field for half of their offensive plays last week. So they play a lot of fullback. Houston is averaging a league low 4.0 yards per play on first downs. The Texans are averaging 5.5 yards per play on all other downs, ninth best. So they're worst in the league on first downs, ninth best on all underdowns. It's probably just run the walls on first downs, what they're doing. The Texans were without four offensive line starters in week two, as well as last week. Three of those four starters are on injured reserve. The other one's Laramie Tunsil, who does not look like he's going to play. In terms of not allowing the opponent to convert a series of downs into a new series of downs, the Steelers' defense is ninth best in the NFL. Houston is last in the NFL in red zone touchdown rate and goal-to-go touchdown rate. Pittsburgh's defense is giving up 13.7 points per game in the first half of games. Only only five defenses allow more. So, got to start better, of course. And I think they will. Um, Prediction time here. I could see the beginning of this game being a little rough for the Steelers. I mean, I'm not blaming the weird flight stuff, but two straight road games. But I think eventually running the ball and especially their pass rush dominates this game. I think the Steelers win this thing like 20 to 10, something in that neighborhood. Stroud and their receivers worry me, but I just think the protection is going to be such a detriment for that for them. And this defense is plucky and young, but if the Steelers don't screw it up, I think they should move the ball pretty well. So everyone have a great weekend. I'll come back and chat with you Sunday night, you know, between the four o'clock games and the seven o'clock games. Catch me on the pregame show, all that good stuff, and talk to you soon.